Welcome to WTBU News Today, I'm Griffin Buck. Boston has been hot and rainy over the past few days, with Tuesday's temperatures remaining around 90 degrees as scattered thunderstorms came through the area in the mid-afternoon. Temperatures on Wednesday are also expected to reach a high of 90, with cloudy skies in the morning followed by thunderstorms in the early afternoon. The rest of the week is looking similarly cloudy, with temperatures set to cool down to the mid-70s as we head into the weekend. Yulala Kajioka joins us now with a campus news update. On Tuesday... Boston University filed a trademark application for a phrase that includes the F-bomb. The rhyming phrase, F it won't cut it, is for a student-led public health campaign. The trademark application states that it will be used to, quote, raise public awareness of safe and smart actions and behaviors for college and university students in a COVID-19 environment, end quote. Students have launched several social media accounts under this name, on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram, posting about how to stay safe on campus during the pandemic and emphasizing the need for returning students to be responsible. As well as posting, the group is planning on putting up stickers and signs around campus and teaming up with internet influencers and campus brand ambassadors to spread their message. Topics covered by the campaign include wearing face masks, living in shared campus housing, COVID-19 testing, and coronavirus myths. The full launch of the campaign will be later this month. The project's public relations manager, Haley McKee, told the Boston Globe, quote, Our slogan is a powerful phrase that sparks a reminder for students to make safe choices, because saying F it to responsible protocols won't keep us on campus, unquote. In Honolulu, Hawaii, I'm Ulala Kajioka from WTBU News. Thanks, Ulala. We're joined now by Amanda Schneider with a story of a dolphin rescue on Cape Cod. Dozens of volunteers worked to save approximately 50 dolphins this past weekend after they were stranded on a beach on Cape Cod. According to the International Fund for Animal Welfare, harbor officials found the dolphins stranded in Wellfleet on Sunday morning. By the time the organization's team could reach the dolphins, it was evident that many of them were overheated and sunburnt after becoming stranded due to an overnight tide change. Volunteers were on site by 8 a.m. and carried the dolphins to safety, where they received IV fluids and vitamins before being guided back to deeper water. They were able to save nearly all of the dolphins, though two that were in poor condition had to be euthanized. According to the Cape Cod Times, teams were watching different areas of the shore on Monday to make sure no more dolphins were stranded. In Fairfield, Connecticut, I'm Amanda Schneider for WTBU News. Thanks, Amanda. And now we head over to Stephanie Joseph for a story about Seattle's retiring police chief. The Seattle police chief announced her retirement on Monday amid the city council's plans to cut funding to the police department. Chief Carmen Best, the city's first black police chief, will retire next month. In a letter, Best wrote that while the decision was hard, she is confident that the department will be able to get through this tumultuous time as she moves on. Seattle has been the site of many protests dedicated to the Black Lives Matter movement this summer. As protesters marched, they demanded that 50% of the police department's budget be cut. The city council voted to cut the Seattle Police Department's $409 million budget by $3 million instead. This change would eliminate 100 positions in the department and remove certain resources, such as school resource officers. Best's salary would have been slightly adjusted, too. Best's reasoning behind her decision to retire still remains unclear, but Mayor Jenny Durkin has said that it could have been due to Best wanting to improve the department's relationship with the council. 
Best has a complicated history with the council, who did not support her suggestion to postpone major cuts to the department in lieu of smaller ones that amounted to 20% of the budget. Protesters have also expressed distaste for Best's use of tear gas and other weapons on them. In the meantime, Durkin will appoint Deputy Chief Adrian Diaz to take Best's place in September. In Laurel, Maryland, I'm Stephanie Joseph for WTBU News. Thank you, Stephanie. Next, we have a story regarding presidential nominee Joe Biden's vice presidential pick from Lily Kepner. Tuesday evening, Democratic nominee Joe Biden revealed his long-awaited vice presidential pick, choosing California Senator Kamala Harris as his running mate for the election in a historic decision. Harris is the first woman of color to ever appear on the national ticket for a major political party. If Biden is elected, she would be the first woman to hold the vice presidency. She is also the first person of Indian descent to be on the ballot. Before achieving her Senate seat and launching her own presidential campaign last year, Harris began her career as a prosecutor. She then served in the District Attorney's Office of San Francisco before being voted in as the Attorney General of California in 2010. She was also an early supporter of Obama, fundraising for his 2004 Senate campaign. Biden made the announcement in a tweet and a text to supporters, and Harris followed up with a tweet saying she was, quote, honored, end quote, to join the ticket. Shortly after, former President, former President Barack Obama tweeted that Joe Biden, quote, nailed his decision, end quote, praising him on what he says is one of the most important first decisions a president can make. Harris and Biden would make a joint appearance in Delaware on Wednesday in Biden's hometown. They will be officially nominated at the Virtual Democratic National Convention next week. In Wilton, Connecticut, I'm Lily Kepner for WTBU News. Thank you, Lily. Finally, an update from Giselle Mehta about a Russian coronavirus vaccine. On Tuesday, Russia became the first country in the world to officially register a COVID-19 vaccine and declare it ready for use. In a televised address to the nation, President Vladimir Putin said that the vaccine had passed all necessary tests to prove it efficient in providing long-lasting immunity to the virus. The president also announced that his own daughter had been inoculated. The vaccine, which has been dubbed the Sputnik V after the first Russian satellite launched into space, has been largely criticized by external experts. The World Health Organization has urged Russia to follow international vaccine guidelines, however Russian officials have denied international skepticism of their local research. The vaccine is not registered on the World Health Organization's list of six vaccines which have passed three phases of clinical trials and testing beyond humans. Despite this, Russia is set to start public distribution of the vaccine starting in October. In Dubai, the United Arab Emirates, I'm Giselle Matha for WTBU News. That's it for this edition of WTBU News Today. Be sure to tune into our full program every Tuesday and Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern over on WTBU Radio. On behalf of Evan Jimenez, Grace Ferguson, Will Andronico, Lily Kepner, and Jenny Cornreich, my name is Griffin Buck, reporting from Roseville, California, for WTBU News.